0: Welcome to another edition of Real Talk with Real People. I am your host, as you know, Dr. Caroline Bethia-Jones, and tonight I am very happy to have all of you here, and um, I want to start by asking each of you to introduce yourselves and let me know and let the other guests know if there was any podcast that actually resonated with you. So la- I'm going to start with on my left. So I'm going to start with Khadija because she's on my left. And then I'm going to move this
1: way. Okay. So Khadija. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> start. Um, I'm Khadija Um, I was born Michelle, Bethe- Michelle McLaurin. Um, I'm a revert to Islam. Um mm-hmm. I'm married with two grown sons. I was going to say little boys, grown sons. I'm a school teacher, currently a school teacher. Um, I have a couple of organizations. I also have a, a nonprofit organization called Al Shore Community Resources. I'm also the advisor for the Muslim Student Association and the coordinator for the Islamic Youth Association at this time. And what was there a podcast that you listened to that?
0: resonated with you
1: um listening to all of it i i i kind of related to everybody to be honest with you because of my background just i understand with every, which with, with with what everybody was saying though kind of oh i don't know i would say that i can relate to all of it okay nothing that really just stood out just I related to all of it okay very good all right next we have
0: alvin jones hello folks
2: It's uh, AJ here, and uh, uh, by day, utility worker, PSE&G. By night, doing the things that I love to do that keep me happy and motivated. And uh, I'm probably the scenting voice on the crew because uh, I am not that spiritual brother. I don't take that journey the same way you folks do, but I don't dissuade none of you in the the quest that you have. Uh, I really enjoyed this series, to be quite honest with you. Uh, You know, my wife asked me to partake in it, I was like, really? She's like, absolutely. So it allowed me a chance to say what I wanted to say. And I will say I definitely resonated with uh, you. my brother. He's underneath me. That's Brother Harvey. I like their talk because the cool thing about their talk was it seemed that they had did a pre-talk that she didn't record. So whatever jewels was dropped there, they had to almost recreate, but take it in a different direction and yet still capture that gold. So that was awesome. I heard of, of Brother Lonnie, a fellow Jones, no relation, uh, but musically connected. I heard his thoughts also, especially referencing uh, going back to uh, pre, I don't want to say pre-Christianity, if you will, but going back to Africa and thinking about how religion manifested itself across the world coming from that region. And I also listened to Ms. Taylor's uh, uh, conversation, which I thought was wonderful too, because what I liked about hers was it was her journey and the people that touched her along the way. That was powerful to me, okay? And I apologize, Ms. Khadija, I got a piece of yours because I told her I was gonna sit (laughs) down (laughs) with yours because I definitely wanted to hear your journey, especially the way that that you and Shah have taken that journey. And I always commend y'all because when you walk out of a family that comes from a different traditional religious aspect and you folks hold true and stay strong in who you are, that's gold to me. And I also love the Artie and Vicky. I like the dynamic they had going back and forth. So those are the ones that resonated
0: with me. Okay, very good. Miss Renee Taylor. Unmute yourself too, honey. Okay. Yes. Good <laughs> evening.
3: Good evening. I am Renee Taylor, entrepreneur, speaker, mentor, and podcaster of our Breakthrough Podcast. And I hope people move from a place of loss and grief, step into their confidence, and dare to live their greatest story. So I'm happy to be here. Um, I don't know that he's here. And maybe I don't know everybody's name, um, first name. But um, Brother Keith, I believe it was. That's the the one I listened to. Um, and and I, I think it might have been what you were just talking about, AJ, with where there was a portion that wasn't heard. But what I did hear definitely resonated with me. Um, and I listened to that all the way through. And it's funny because my app kept messing up and you know how that goes right the devil is alive so um it's like something in there you know they didn't want me to hear but um i kept going back to it and listening to it so i appreciate that talk very good mr
0: harvey you unmute yourself
4: thank you in the family you're welcome good my name is keith harvey i'm with my brother aj we are PSE&G workers by day, and then we do whatever we do at night. At night, I'm uh, kind of actively involved in the men's ministry within the church that I partake in. Uh, so we we have a, a very, um, you know, a lot of work to take care of because we got a lot of brothers out here that, that need help. Not And when I say that, I'm not talking primarily from um, a spiritual aspect, but just uh, in general. Because a lot of our brothers out here are lost, and it's up to the brothers that have some knowledge to teach the ones that don't. I'm, um, I, I, I'm, I'm like my sister in that um, I really could relate to to all of them. Um, I, I found uh, Brother Jones' um, uh, conversation in particular uh, interesting because um, we we always have to be aware of the fact that while. Christianity might be what we believe in at this moment in time. We have to understand the origins of it, where it all comes from, you know, going back to the motherland. And, and I was prior to this, I I was I was heavily involved in the Nation of Islam as a teenager coming up, because that was one of the things that growing up in Newark, um, if you if you made the, if you made the comment um, uh, sweeping the street on Wednesdays, all the brothers that were out there on the street could tell you exactly what that meant. Cause Wednesday nights were the, were the meetings up at Temple 25. And the brothers would come out in station wagons and vans. And the brothers were hanging on the corner. They'd scoop them up. And if you were young enough, or too young, I should say, then they would ask where you lived, take you to your house, ring your parents' doorbell, let your parents know that they got you and where you're going to be, what, what it's going to be about, and they will drop you off back home. And and I found that to be very interesting in that um, I probably learned more about myself dealing um, with the teachings uh, of of Elijah Muhammad and the Black Muslim than I did so much as far as going to church. But now going into church and actually looking at the Bible from a different perspective gave me some... uh, some completion in, in, in both understandings. Right. So even so, so going back to like what brother Jones was speaking about, if you go back to, to Africa, and if we go back into the Bible at the same time, you know, not trying to be too long winded, but you know, we know that we've got, we've got two sons that came out of Abraham and those two sons are the fathers of Islam and Christianity and there is some some semblance in both if we just you know if we read to understand and not just read to read so so i found i found his probably the the most um, you know that, that caught my attention the most but but i can relate to all of them
0: very good thank you and um brother jones uh you're the last one um take yourself off mute and
5: Okay. Once again, my name is uh, Lonnie Jones. I am a um, uh, an elder with the AME Church, uh, a martial arts instructor, and um, saxophonist. And uh, one of the ones that I kind of enjoyed the most was really hearing AJ's take on his journey and his understanding of the journey, being that um, you know, our relationship, especially through the music, um, and his, I, like I tell his wife, he has more spirituality in him, because I know him personally, from a perspective of how you should interact with each other as human beings. He holds more spiritual understanding, whether he accepts it or acknowledges or not, than many that call themselves Christians or Muslims, just in the way that I see him interact with people as a human being, which is for me, the ultimate, regardless of your religious practice or or the way in which you worship. Um, Because I was, thankfully, I was privileged due to my jobs and the martial arts and just me traveling to go to many other countries and to get a in up perspective of their worshiping of God to find out um, how, how religious denominations has corrupted God's expectation of us through the human experience. So to hear AJ was really the deep because he got more spiritualness in him and understanding than some folks who run around, you know, with all the stripes on their sleeves and and all their degrees and, and so forth. So, um, you know, that was, it was, even though I did know of many of his understandings, but uh, I could identify with a lot of the things that um, he spoke about, because he spoke from a human being perspective, which is what I believe God in turn, because when you ask people, well, what religion is God? Well, okay, let's give it to me. You can't give it to me. He's every, because you can't say that God is omnipresent and 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 all the omnis you want to 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 preclude to him, but to say that you have the you're the gatekeeper to the relationship and understanding with God because of the way you were taught and you believe. I can't get with that. So um, so that was that's it.
0: Okay, thank you. Thank you all. Um, as you can see, we all come from all walks of life. There are no two people who are the same. What I loved about this journey is that being able to talk to each and every one of you and like Khadijah pointed out, like Al pointed out, like all the rest of you pointed out, I got something out of everybody's conversation. Um, Brother Keith, unfortunately, y'all didn't hear the first part, but he didn't even realize himself how he was ministering to me. I didn't even realize I needed to be ministered to. I mean, I was the host. I was interviewing him. But in that moment, I needed something. And in that moment, he gave me what I needed. And I looked over and saw that I didn't even press record because I was in my own little state of wherever. But sometimes we realize that we don't, it's not about everybody else as much as it's about us, the individual. So what I love about the Canda Conversations is I got an opportunity to literally talk to all of you. And you shared with me very intimate um, conversations about your spiritual journey, your walk, and this whole entire year has been something that I will always, always treasure. So the teacher in me gave you homework. So I'm gonna ask you all, if you had opportunity to do the reading and are you ready to discuss? And I wanna tell you that I am just the moderator tonight, which means that I'm not making any comments. I'm just moderating, but I want you So feel free to have this conversation among yourselves. And I'm going to be very curious to see how the conversation takes shape. Now, we shifted a little bit. So I'm going to move to my left again. And I'm going to ask the person to my left to begin. And that is Alvin Jones Sr. So what you got for us? (laughs) You did the homework, right? I'm gonna need you to take yourself off mute because no one can hear you.
2: I just said that, I said I gotta come <laughs> because unlike y'all that walk around with these things and it in your forehead, I had to put it in the Word document so I could read what it, you know, that, that verse, if you will. And uh, I'll read it out loud so, so I can hear it again. And it says, but the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the father seeketh such to worship him. And so for me, being that dissenting voice and being that non-believing type, those are wonderful words to me, but there is no resonance. It does not sink in and seep into my soul. I can understand what the, the words are saying. And I, I always approach it uh, uh, from a motivational speaker type aspect. So when I read something like that, it's basically saying, you know, to make sure that when you're ready and you're coming in, you come in and you have everything you need to 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 take in what I'm giving you, but also come truthfully to me. So if I was going into a, a seminar and there was a, a, a star motivational speaker that I was trying to get incredible knowledge from, I would have to make sure I emptied myself so that I could absorb that message and then take it and run with it. So that's how I perceive that uh, verse, if you will. Okay.
0: Um, okay. Miss Taylor, Verne, you're next.
3: Makes me think about when I was in the school system, Miss Taylor. Um, yeah, so I, I would, I would agree that it's really about, and I did do the homework, I did read it. And I was actually, I wanted to ask you a question, even though you're the moderator. You said you're not gonna be talking, but I was kind of curious as to why you chose this particular scripture um and, and where we were going with it. But um I think where what we're dealing with right now in the world, we're seeing a lot of what the Bible has already said is gonna happen, right? So we're seeing a lot of I would say, false prophets, if you will, or seeing a lot of deception, if you will. We're seeing a lot of smoking mirrors. Um, I actually was having a conversation on another forum recently about the difference between Christianity and being a believer. Um, Because I, I feel like I've been a Christian my entire life, but I feel like I'm only hit the cusp of what that means, right? In terms of personal relationship, what it means to really operate, with kingdom power. I don't think there was a lot of things that I learned in the church um, about being a true worshiper to um, Brother Keith's um, point with with regards to the Nation of Islam and how they would go out and still go out to this day and really evangelize. You know, I don't see that as much in the church Um, and we're not seeing true worshipers, I mean, it's hard to say, right? Because we can't really truly judge, right? Because God knows the heart and God sees the heart, but God is really looking at us completely strict, right? Not from what the world can see. And I think a lot of what we're doing now, we're seeing within the Christian faith and within the kingdom of God, or within the kingdom um, is, or body of Christ, I should say, is that people are showing up outwardly for the world to see, to appear a certain way to project a certain, um, you know, persona, but it may not be true. And this Bible this Bible verse is saying that God is looking for you to be show up in spirit and truth. And only he's gonna be able to know that, right? Because we're all coming up together, right? And so I think that's the difficult and challenging part um, as we are in the world, right? But we're not supposed to be of the world. Um, it's really really a challenge because um we're just you know we're really trying to make it but i what i see a lot of is that christians in the world are trying to assimilate and i don't know why that is um prime example i am now located in ohio i just recently moved here and um i listened to the gospel station i think it's 107.1 right so it's also the station that houses erica campbell's um joy uh, i believe it's like i forgot what it's called something joy um radio and um i'm listening to the gospel music and i remember turning the dial and and listening to something and thinking like and literally turned away from it because i didn't know what it was cuz it sounded so worldly it sounded like like a worldly song that i remember and i was just like wait what, what is this and and it's almost like you don't even know that it's God's music. Not that we can't, you know, take, you know, a certain melody and and put, you know, inspiration to it. But just something as simple as that. Are we really worshiping in spirit and truth? So that's kind of what I got out of it in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, um, Mr. Harvey.
4: Just to tell, that's why some of the comedians talk about Kirk Franklin and say there's just a matter of time before he start cussing. Cause his, music sound. Kirk, cause, 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 it, cause his music sounds, cause, cause music so worldly I, at times. So, I love so, I it's I so a matter of time we it gonna slip up.
1: Cause he words gonna
4: come music. out. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> I See, like Kirk I'm, Franklin. <laughs> me, I, I mean, I, I, try the, <laughs> I try to look at I try to look at everything very simplistically. Um, it, it was a, it took a long time for me to to uh walk into a church house. Like I said, I started off. Um, well, in the conversation that we had had, Caroline, before I found out you weren't recording me was oh, that what yes. <laughs> <laughs> was was that um from from as far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to know why was I here? I've always wanted to know that. So that thirst has always been there. And when we were little, you know, you know, my mother's side of the family, they're Jehovah's mm-hmm. witnesses. So it was, you're going to the Kingdom Hall. And unfortunately for for us, we lived right next door to the Kingdom Hall that the family went to. So it wasn't like I could say I got lost walking or something happened. It was like literally walk out the door, walk to the corner, there it is, right? So we had to go there. But when I got 12, my mother says, well, you know, at, at that age, Jesus was up and about his father's business. So what I'm saying to you is you don't have to go there. You got to go somewhere. I was like, "Thank you, I'm out," because I wasn't feeling that at all. Got into the Nation of Islam. Did that for probably all of my teenage years up until my early 20s. Until I heard some things that I thought were a bit divisive, and probably was just coming from the leadership within that temple. But when your um, when your knowledge base is not as broad, you know, at that time as as say it is now that are much older, you know, I saw it just from that prism. So, you know, I was like, no, if God is God, God wouldn't be about this particular uh, type of topic in this particular type of manner. So if this is how they believe, I can't believe that because I don't. So I'm out. So I just, I've been a wanderer and I've been around to a few places until I, you know, eventually um, made it over here to First Baptist. But I say that to say, That in in this particular verse, and when you go back a couple of verses to the beginning of the subject matter, we're talking about um, Jesus coming to the well and talking to a Sumerian woman and asking her for some water. And she's taken aback that he's asking her for some water because she's a Sumerian. He's a Jew. And she's basically saying, you guys believe X, Y, Z while we believe A, B, C. So why are you even talking to me and asking me about giving you some water in the first place, right? You take that and you can really go into that conversation because you can just imagine how deep the conversation may have gotten. But at the end of the day, um, at least from what I'm learning, Old Testament, New Testament, Old Testament is all about laws. And we tend to take Christianity you know, and, and I say that more so than, than Islam, you know, because I've, I've noticed it more in Christianity. Christianity takes, takes laws and then compounds more laws upon the laws to where you walk around feeling like, as a Christian, you can't do this, you can't do that, I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't think that, and you basically handcuff your own self, right? Whereas Jesus came along and said, that it's all about relationship to get to the father. You got to come through me and that there's only three things that are really out here to love God, love yourself, love your neighbors. You will love yourself. Most important love. Right? So in this verse, the way it reads to me, God is looking for real. God is not looking for phone. God's not looking for the Sadducees and the Pharisees that are so, um, uh, highly favored that they're no earthly good ain't looking for them jokers not looking for the ones that got to sit up in the front pew and, and look down upon whoever comes up in there that's not dressed up to their standards or smell up to their noses standards you know God's not looking for the ones that can quote scripture the same way they can quote a rap verse you know God's not looking for any of that God is looking for folks who are actually living out what we were intended to do when we were created and put on this planet. To, to me, it's, it's, it's just real simple. When God is looking, God is looking for real. God's not looking for phonies. And And you don't have to. One of the things my grandmother always told me, you don't have to go to church in order to go to heaven. Right? You just need to have a relationship with God, whatever you call him. God, Allah, Jehovah, whoever you call him, as long as you have in the morning a one-on-one relationship with the spiritual being that you hold most high and dear to your heart, as long as you go out here and try to treat your fellow man as best you can, if, if you have it and you're willing to give it, you give cheerfully because the book says God loves a cheerful giver. So you don't give begrudgingly. Because if you give, if you give begrudgingly, you're really not giving. You got to give from the heart. Everything has to come. Everything we do has to come from the heart. Because that's what God is looking at. And to me, that's what this verse is saying. God, God is saying the time is now. The time is near where it's all about your relationship with me, my relationship with you, and how well are you keeping those things that 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 I honor and have instilled in you. How close are you living by that and putting that out here into the world to hopefully save another soul? I mean, I, that's how I see it.
0: Okay. Um, Khadijah? Okay. Wow. It's <laughs> um, so a okay. lot to digest, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. It is. Um, and I did do my homework and uh, I'm just listening to the, the people that just spoke. Just now, um, Brother Harvey and um, Miss Beautiful Taylor, um, they just knocked it right on the butt for me. Um, Like, for instance, in Islam, we do believe, okay, first of all, uh, I'm not Nation of Islam, I'm Sunni Muslim. Uh, I went through the nation for a little bit, but like you, Brother Harvey, some of the stuff they said didn't sit right with me. I was just a little confused on some of the stuff. Some of it made sense, and then some was like, okay, why we can pray to somebody else except for God? So I kind of shied away from that. And then um, on my journey, I ended up becoming something Sunni Islam, um, Orthodox Islam, as you would say. Um, And the reason why is just because exactly what Ms. Taylor said. A lot of people go around saying that they're Muslims. Some people say they're Christians and some of all all this talk about religion. But when you really are trying to worship God, you become a believer and a believer is one that try to put God first in everything that they do. It's not necessarily the titles that we all come up with. And and, and, in Islam, if you study the orthodox form of Islam, it's just a way of life. And that's what I wanted. I want the way of life. Christianity me at the time, and I love being Christian. I was in charge of the um, children's gospel choir. I don't know how I did that one. I can't sing. But (laughs) I don't know. I I did the rough side of the mountain. It worked. But um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, and I love and I loved it. I loved it a lot. It was an Eastern star for a minute, you know. But um it's just that I wanted something that was a little bit more simple, and that's why I found that for me. You know, God leads a path for everybody. Um in Islam, we do believe not to um try to force nobody to accept Islam because God chooses where he wants you to be and what path he wants you to take. And you just embrace your brothers and sisters in that form. So when I was looking at the um text. I like to break things down. So I had to go in and find the meaning of spirit and the meaning of truth. And in Islam, we really stress the meaning of spirit and truth. Um, And what I found, and I'm going to get my little notes. Got my little notes. Um, she took notes. And de- yeah, I, t- <laughs> I took my notes. Um, And spirit is like um what's residence in your soul, your attentions. Like Mr. Harvey said, deals with your attentions first. Everything you do deals with your attention. So you have people that well, I'm going to give $20,000 to the church. And is he doing that to show off? Don't know on judgment day, God said that you ain't do it for me. You did it for yourself so everybody can say he's this person in the church that gave $20,000. So in Islam, we do believe that it starts with intention. attention. That's your spirit. That's it sits with yourself. And then you have to be within truth. You have to worship God in truth, right? Not with the falsehood, not with the extra side, Um talk, you have imams and pastors and other, um, um, Judah, in Judaism you have the, um, I can't think of the uh, rabbis, they start speaking from themselves, from their own, what you call nuffs, try to lead you to believe what they want you to believe instead of what God wants you to believe. And that's not in truth. That's why we taught in, in Christianity in Islam in Judaism to study from the cradle to the grave, study for yourself. You know, it said like get the truth for yourself, and that's how I took that text. And it's not a lot of people that do truth, that follows the truth. Yeah, people that's not, you know, it kills me when I hear people talking about in church where the pastor said, did you read the Bible? Did you read yourself? Did you read what the scholars said about that text before you go with that one little sentence and it has no meaning to the rest? And I'm so serious. They do that in Islam too. Everybody does it. It's a human fault. And that's why it's only a little bit of people (laughs) according to the text that we just read. It's only a little bit that's going to go out and go all the way and find truth, you know? And And that's how I look at it. I said, um... It, it touched me because it, Islam and Christianity. When people really sit down and take both books, it's the same thing. It is. I find that tech that um what you call verse, we all call ayah in the Quran. I find similar ones. I I, I went into the um research. I, I got you, and I'll send it to you, Count. I got twenty verses that matches that to the, you. Be like, is that the, from the Bible? Are you sure that's the Quran? And, and I mean, because that's because God is not a God of me. Right. You know, he gives everybody different paths, but it's not necessarily different paths. It's the straight path. It's the same path, but different understanding because people comprehend things differently. You know, like like I told you before, the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. Some people don't know how to live that. I didn't know how to live that. I tried. I'm going to lie. I, I really tried. I, I am, man, look. I, I got jealous because my friend had Holy Spirits going. I can't get the Holy Spirit. I, ain't, I I thought something was wrong with me. I thought I was just filled with sin. I was going through all my little dramas. I decided to go to synagogue and went to the synagogue. That didn't sit with me too right. You know, that was weird. The whole situation was weird. But I realized that the bottom line, across the board, everybody got the Ten Commandments. Can't go along with that. You got to start off with that, right? And nobody follows the Ten Commandments. Nobody makes God first. The First Commandment says, that's the. But then you have people have their, their wives, their cars, their money, their jobs, everything else but God. And by the time they, they, you know, they go to church Sunday, oh, I did my thing on Sunday, but then leave off God for the rest of the week. That's, that's yeah, and, and that's why I, I really appreciate that text. um, And I do have a lot of information on that, but that's why I had to break down and figure out what was the spirit and what was true. And God said to worship him in truth, the way he wants you to worship him, not the way you decide to worship him. No, you say, well, I decided to worship him and go to the mosque on Friday, but I'm going to go to the club Saturday. Or oh, I decided to go to the club Saturday, but I won't die Saturday night, so i gonna it to church and I worship him Sunday. He didn't say worship him that way. He said to worship him according to what the books tells you to worship. Islam tells us that when you die, you're going to be judged on the book that you're supposed to have followed and the prophet that you're supposed to have followed. So if you are a Christian, you're going to be judged on that Bible and having the people that ain't living the Bible. You'll be judged on that. And they're going to ask you, did you follow Jesus? Or did you just make up your own little steps as you was going? You know? And it's the same with Islam. I have some people tell me the craziest thing sometimes other Muslims. I'll be looking at like, them like, did you read? You know, did you read? And and, and the truth is in what you are reading. you have to research to read. I know I'm talking; I'm long winded, oh, but okay. that 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 um verse really touched me because I was like, wow! Is and, and and I look at it, and I said, it is no difference in the religion. I needed Islam so I could live the Bible, the, i And that's what I need. Some people are strong enough to go through. Like, girl, your spirit is just so beautiful. Just you know, every time I see you, I just like, gosh, I just want to go back to Jersey with her, but. <laughs> You know, some people are strong enough to Can go through and decipher that. I needed something that was more like um, steps. And Islam just gives you the steps. That's all it is. Everybody has to make it different. It's not different. It just gives you the steps. Like the um, the Bible tells you the, the woman to dress modest. And, you know, I'm young. What's my idea of modest? A little t shirt. <laughs> It's a jeans <laughs> you know and they're looking at me well that's not you know that's well you know that's the closest thing i can come with modest so islam showed me a little bit you know a little bit more straight narrow way for me to be modest the bible tells the brother and i love mr harvey i think with the men you know what i'm saying the brother to take care of his family right and and and, and the bible tells you that the man's supposed to provide for, and men act like that's crazy like oh well she could pay half the rent this but the quran said all right wait a minute wait a minute the Bible told you this, but this yeah, here, here's the dummy steps. You have to pay the rent. <laughs> you have to pay the light bill. You know, <laughs> you know, you 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 gotta provide food for your wife, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I need to think, hey, think it is two different things, isn't
4: it? Uh,
1: that's yeah, because <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't mean to be long-winded, but yeah. No, that, no
3: you broke that all the way
0: that. down. I appreciate <laughs> that. that was... <laughs> Thank you, Khadijah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Brother Jones, you're on. Lonnie, are you there? Thank you.
5: <laughs> I, I,
0: <laughs> um,
5: okay. Um, ditto. <laughs> no, um, what everybody had said, I I agree with it. So it's like, all right, how much more do I add? to that um, and I'm not trying to look like no rocket scientist, and you already sound like I got a bunch of them already on here um for me on on um, verse 23 I, I had to look before that in 21 and 22 before I could make a clarity on what was why this was why this was being said and in the story when you look in 21, when when jesus in his conversation back to the woman when he speaks and says a time is coming when you will worship the father neither on this mountain nor in jerusalem and 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 if i was to put that in today's context historically uh, up until this pandemic we've been told many of us that the only way to worship and somebody said it earlier uh, I think it was uh, uh, Brother um, 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 Harv that made the made the mention that you don't have to be in church to be a believer and a worshiper of God. Going to a building does not make you in that relationship just because you showed up. Being in that building or in that particular location does not make you. Uh, one who's more connected in a relationship with the father than anyone else. So saying, neither in the mountain nor in Jerusalem. Look at today; we can say neither in your churches, uh, in places of worship, because right now, we're all over the place: Zoom, YouTube, Facebook, wherever it can be found. So he's basically saying, where you're worshiping now. And doing it now, a time has come where that's not gonna happen. And a time has come that I know, I know for at least the Christian churches, they're not gonna be able to get away from Zoom or Facebook anymore. It's a done deal. That's now part of the new way in which people are gonna want to be reached because there's no need for me to go out. I can tune in and dial in. And in fact, if I don't like the message or understand the message I'm getting from A, all I gotta do is search down here and click and I could find another minister in which I can get that fulfillment or that need of, from a word. So again, going back up the 21 and as we start getting back down to 22 and 23, um, when he says, what you do, what you worship, what you do not know. And then he follows us up. You worship what you do know. And for him, he's saying, the salvation is from the Jews. Well, like I heard somebody say, earlier, I think it was maybe Miss Taylor, when we talk about the issues that me as an elder in the church, um, I was, I was, I was more in line with my brother AJ, and 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 my beliefs until there's other circumstances in my life that kind of changed that around for me in an understanding, but when we look at. Uh, the, the hierarchy in in our churches with our trustees or stewards the deacons um, for those who have bishops or presiding elders and and, and 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 so and such it's almost like you got to kiss the ring to be accepted I'm not kissing nobody's daggone ring and I'm gonna try to stay out of clemens on projects right now and and keep it here um, all right, I kiss your ring for you to, to, and, 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 and and like someone else said, uh, I think this is said said about uh, read it for yourself. You, you, you come into the, you come in and you expect that the man who's sitting there cheating on his wife, cheating on whoever else he can find going on in the congregation. And we're going to speak the truth to Shane the dog, because you know, these fools are doing it. So so what he's saying, and I'm not saying all of them, it ain't all church, it ain't just in the Christian church, it ain't just in the Catholic church, it's not just in, 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 in Islam. Judaism. it's, look, the human experience is does not get to escape from nowhere. It's it's everywhere. So what's happening in church A or, or mosque or synagogue, A, B, or temple, you don't think it ain't happening in yours. You just ain't been caught. And so what Jesus is saying here those worshipers that come before these men and women who profess to be in that leadership now we get down to 23 he says but there's a time that the time is coming and it has now come where we are at today when we look at there was a time when most people could not tell you what the background or or foundation of what the Evangelical church was all about. Now you talk to people about the evangelical church. Now people have done their research and found out that the evangelist, the evangelical church, came out of the, the daughters of the Confederacy. That's where that, that came from. A a a group of spiritual, religious folks who accepted a, a mis. Die uh, misunderstanding, misleading interpretation of the Bible, saying that black folks should be enslaved. That all of that crap of what mankind said on how we are to worship God, that's over with. That's <laughs> over with. You have to find, as one of his sisters was saying, your own. You have to find a pathway. God has given us many pathways. That lead them, lead us to Him. Just because it's not your pathway, that's because it's not the way you were taught, but what God is saying, what Jesus is saying in here and this, is that there are many ways to 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 get here. No one has the master key, and the only way you're going to be able to do that is by being in the Spirit and in the truth. Being and what says what what follows after that. When it says in verse 24, God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and truth. You can't get around with it. It's God is the spirit. Again, when I ask early, what is the religion of God? No, it, you, you don't know what the religion of God is. He's holy. It's holy religion. That's that's God's religion. It's holy. It ain't Buddhism, it ain't Christianity, it ain't it's God is holy. But what are those pathways? Many. To keep it short, after my studies in Kenya, Tanzania, and in Egypt, and and I'm unfortunate because of this pandemic, I can't get to Ethiopia, where I'm just waiting to, to, to for this this training I was about to receive, and understanding how Christianity evolved from, not because. Of any God's purposeness, saying that the uh, his pe- the, the the creation of humanity and human race coming out of Africa uh, and people being dark skinned, he wasn't doing this for a perspective of color, of color superiority. It is what it is. It it just it just is what it is. And until they deal with that truth, that was perpetuated, unfortunately, by. Constantine there's two christianities that are out there there's the the christianity that evolved under the roman empire through constantine that changed the ideology and the theology of who god in christ was cuz before constantine came in existence an ideology and theology already existed he came into power in the roman empire and decided Okay, it was about for me to open up my chest, and I'm gonna make some changes here for world dominance and control. But many in our Christian families here, especially in the United States, they're not ready for that conversation. They're not ready for you to go into a with even the Orthodox uh, 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 Christianity or, or either the Eastern um, uh, Ethiopian Eastern uh, Orthodox Church, where you get a different, the original ideology and theology in which God sent forth, not this stuff. So now you have to go back to the spirit. Where do we hear spirit being introduced in in our culture? It's always been Africa. Africans always dealt with dealing in the spirit. We've always dealt in the spirit realm. And what have they told us? If you deal in the spirit realm, believing in the spirit, then that's evil. How can you say that when you, to be absent from the body is to be present with God being in the spirit? You're sending out missed messages. So even their teaching is, 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 is misleading because if I'm, as an African, I say, well, I respect, acknowledge my ancestral past in spirit and those who came before me and how God received and interacted with them, and I choose to worship in a way that does not bring any shame or disgrace to God, but because you don't understand it now, it becomes evil. That's what we've been taught, and that's what we have learned. So even here, God is saying, even in the Bible, even though this might have been one of the last of what was from the beginning, Let's be very clear. You may sit here cuz it doesn't say anything about searching God uh um, worshiping God in the AME church. It doesn't say worshiping God in the Baptist church. It says because the Bible it, it if you look at the Bible, the Bible ain't supposed to be about no denomination. It's and it's a it's it's, it's God's word in which we are supposed to live. So who could care less what it is that you're based on. If you're not speaking in the truth and the understanding of what God initially intended for us to be as human beings, and you're not in the truth with that, and you're not doing it from the spirit, then you might as well you you, you may as well just close the door, turn the key somewhere else, and 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 be done, because that, that is the only way you can accept it. And 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 for those And and just like the sister said, I cross reference a lot of scripture, even doing my men's Bible study was found in the Quran, because like I try to talk to the brothers in the Bible study we do is that we this Bible study is, is to teach you to have an understanding in relationship with each other as human beings. Yes, this particular pathway of Christianity following the Jesus Christ, but do not do not tell my brother, who's a Muslim, that he's an evil man, and because he doesn't follow in this way, who prays more than I pray, and who also understands and accepts Jesus Christ as a Sunni Muslim, and and speak, you're speaking out of ignorance. You're speaking out of ignorance because you don't know, because if that is all you're taught, then you haven't really searched out to go worship in the truth, because you're speaking about things that you have no knowledge of so if you don't have knowledge of then you leave it alone you be quiet and stay where you're at in the pathway that God's given you never condemning another person's pathway and understanding because you don't and then I'm going to get off my soapbox now
0: Okay well thank you It was interesting to hear all of you talk about um what you perceive the um scripture to to mean. Um, I have a question, and I want all of you to um, answer this question.
2: I'll start with you. You answer the question first. (laughs) Stella asked you, why did you choose that for us? We'd like to at least hear that from you. Okay. All right. Um,
0: I chose that particular verse because in this whole um, walk from the time I started um, last January until when we ended with you, Al Jones. Um, one of the, the the things that I kept picking up is that everyone had their own sort of religion going on here. And people who I talked to even outside of this group, everyone has their own religion. It's almost like we're back in the Tower of Babel. It's, it's, and Al, you and I, for instance, had a conversation a few nights ago and you and I just kept bumping heads, kept bumping heads and I keep saying and I kept saying, you know, we are saying the same thing, but we're just saying it differently. And for some reason, you keep thinking that I'm saying something different than what you're saying. So what I was trying to show is that it's not about what religion that you follow. It's not about church. Is not about being part of this group or part of that group, that the whole idea, and Miss uh, Lonnie, you had said it in many of your conversations about humanity. We have lost our connection with each other, and I believe that we have lost our real connection with God, and if we can get our connection back with God, we will have a connection with all the rest of us. God is not a God of confusion. So he's not going to allow all of us to be confused as if we're still in the Tower of Babel (laughs) where all of our languages have been scattered and nobody has an understanding of anything. I know for a fact, because I also do a lot of studying, that there are a lot of words that are different from the Hebrew language, the Greek language, other languages that literally mean the same thing but because you don't have an understanding of Greek or you don't have an understanding of Hebrew, you don't understand what's going on. I wanted us to imagine, uh, we had this conversation too, our consciousness. If it was just our consciousness, forget we have a body, forget you know that we are in this world. If it was just consciousness, how would we connect to the one who created us? So I was very interested in bringing that to the forefront about spirit, because I, I I believe that spirit is is something that has been a gift that God has given us, that he has given us a piece of his spirit, part of his spirit. We are a part of God's spirit. And in order for us to really understand what that means, we had to understand what it meant to worship God in spirit and worship God in truth. So that is what I was hoping to bring to the conversation that we would be able to at least discuss the possibility that we are all coming from the same source, coming from the same place and just literally confused about our different languages. And when I talk about different languages, I'm not talking about, um, I speak Spanish, you speak, I'm talking about language in which we understand things, our understanding of the different languages um, pertaining to scripture is skewed. We, we don't understand each other. And that's, that's the reason why. I personally, I'll say, because I said I wasn't going to talk, but I will personally say, I never, ever, ever in my life ever needed church, ever. The spirit of God has been with me from the day I was born. And if you don't understand that, I can't explain it. I've never, ever needed anyone to tell me that I needed to do this, that, or the other. It was always in me. I always followed God's laws, not because I felt fear or because somebody hit me over the head and said, you have to, simply because it was simply who I was. You understand what I'm saying? I've always felt the spirit of God within me from the day I can remember being alive. I never needed to go to church. I never needed from from anybody. I always knew. So, and that's another reason why I wanted to bring the scripture up, because I wanted to to see if anyone else kind of felt that way. So with that said, though, I'm going to ask this question. If there was never a written Bible, never a book that said you need to do this, that or the other, do you think humankind could survive with each other? Or do we need to have something that says don't do this and don't do that? What do you think? I'm gonna start with you, Harvey. What do you think?
4: Well, just sticking to your question, I think we need we need something we need we need some sort of compass in life to 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 put us in 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 the direction. But
3: is that an whatever, outside whatever
0: compass you... or an inside compass?
4: Well, my 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 inside compass could tell me uh, as a baby, my inside compass says, I want that, so I go take that. I have no no consciousness of of there's a right way to go about taking what I want to take and a wrong way to go about taking what I want to take. Someone has to teach me that this way of, of taking what I want is right, yet this way of taking what I want is wrong. So so there, there has to be an external, because your internal your internal is 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 it is what it is it's just natural right i mean if we if we take and go back like we were talking earlier um god made man in god's own image so if god is spirit then man is spirit so we got we look at things in a reverse order where spirits housed in bodies not bodies housed in souls right and i'm saying and notice i said souls and i didn't say spirit because that's to to me that seems the way humans we we humans think about things but um we have to have something to guide us we can have an we can have an internal i know um there's a reason why i'm here But i don't really know what my purpose is so i'm talking internally to a spirit to a source seeking an answer somewhere along the line in my growth i've got to be steered in the right direction by someone who knows more than i do otherwise i'm just going to continue down the path that that i'm on thinking my truth because that's what it seems like the what the world is full of today. It's, it's a lot of my truth as opposed to the truth. Okay. So if there, if there was nothing out here to say, this is the standard, then there'd be no standard. Your standard would just be whatever you want it to be. Okay. So h- hence that tower of Babel, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I think we, we got to, we have to have something. We, we can't have nothing. You know, and, and and you know, like like uh like Brother Lonnie was saying, this isn't a black or white thing. It's just a simple fact that the understanding of spirit came out of the continent of Africa. Now, a lot of what what's been what's come out of that has been stolen and then regurgitated in ways for other places to use it as as a means of of domination over a weaker thinking person right but at the end of the day there was a compass sitting in the motherland which said this is how we should conduct ourselves as spiritual beings on this planet until our spirit joins with the creator of all spirits
0: okay and who uh, i'm gonna stay right there for a minute and and who is Who decides who is the one who creates that compass? Who decides that? Like, for instance, we are governed by a president of the United States, right? The president of the United States is our leader, right? And rules and regulations that have been enacted for us to live in America has been um, done so by our president and his cabinet, right? But Everything that the, the president says or his cabinet says is not actually good for the people or even good. So my question is, and any one of you can answer it, who is the determining factor as to who holds the, the truth to be able to set the standard for everyone to
4: follow? Well, but, but now you're talking world, world versus, versus God. I mean, to, to 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 me, that that's how I'm interpreting it. Yeah, but because, it's, it's all because connected what the, because what the what the what the president has to say has no bearing on my life from that perspective. But who does? But who does? The president. The president. The president. The president is talking laws, and his cabinet is talking laws. Just like the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they're talking laws. If I, if I believe that there is a higher power, then the higher power is where I get my guidance from. Stop right I there. Think, Stop right there. Stop okay. right there. Right.
3: So we can actually answer the question first, I think. Yes. Yes. But, uh, well, I'll, I'll go
0: with. No, Kutisa. no, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Because you no, may her, say. Okay. All right. Because you might say what it is that I'm, I'm trying to say. So I'm going to let you go ahead and, and, and speak. Brene, go ahead.
3: So I have, a, I mean, I have a varied perspective to the question, right? So I'm not one or the other because I believe that we have intrinsic nature. Like we we're we're born with certain emotions and certain senses, right? So we have this intrinsic nature to be good, right? Because if we create, if we believe that we're created by the Most High God, we are created and we were made in love, right? So for example, a child naturally, organically loves, gives, you know, maybe shows affection, um, has certain emotions. And it's not until that child is reared or conditioned in a certain way that that child is taught to hate or taught to understand that there's a difference between this and that, or taught to even fear. They say that, you know, as a, as a baby or, or as a young, young little person, you know, you can throw a child into the water. They're not going to know to be scared unless someone tells them, right? So most times they even use that tactic now with babies as far as like rescuing themselves and, and teaching them that because a lot of kids can't swim. So I use that as an example because, you know, that is the natural nature that we have. If we are, if we're really believing that we're created by God, I think it's when we're met with the world, we're met with certain certain agendas if you want to talk about like you said with with the presidency right and the government when we're met with certain agendas it's only then that i believe that we can become corrupt or we we are then challenged whatever it is that we believed or what we thought or what we knew or what we felt is now challenged and it's not to say that it's good or bad but i know for me i tell people we going to commit a crime. Don't commit it in front of me. Cause I know I'm not a good liar. I know I got, I got conscience. There's certain things that people be doing. And I'm like, how did they go home, you know, that night and, and look at themselves in the mirror, how do they go home and just eat dinner with their, their family and be okay. Like it's always unsettling and I'm not perfect. You know, pray for me. I'm not, I'm not perfect at all. Um, and i guys working with me with cursing when I get really angry. Cause I can go from zero to 100. And with that, even with that, God convicts me. I think there's, I think that's God convicts me. But then also even before I knew God, just as a child, naturally there's this consciousness. If we go back to like just who we are in our humanity, that tells us mm, something's not right here. So I believe it's a combination of both. Um, so I can't really answer that question one way or the other. Um, but and, I, and I'm not really sure what my answer is for your next question in terms of like who governs that compass, but I'll, you can come back to me. <laughs>
0: okay. I'm glad that you said that. Now, Keith, I'm going to get back to you for a minute because that's what I was alluding to. A lot of times we have a tendency to think that somebody else other than ourselves have the answers to all of our problems or keeping us in line. I know you said that you believe that there that needs to be a compass but my question I guess was who sets that compass because we are all you know we are all fallible human beings we are all capable of making mistakes no matter how good we think we are so at some point it's not man that that should govern us but it should be the the spirit of god that lives within us that that governs our standard of right and wrong. I'm gonna real quickly. Um, d- all of you know the story of Cain and Abel. All of you know how angry Cain got with his brother Abel, right? All of you know how angry he got, and all of you know that his intentions was to kill him, right? But then God steps in before he even gets to that point, and he says to um Cain, you know, Satan is crouching at your door but you have the power to overcome it. Already in that moment, we see that this is is a struggle between good and evil, but God has ensured Cain that he had the power to overcome that evil that he had inside of him to do what he was doing. Now, we all know the story, and we all know that he did not because he chose to, to succumb to that need or that anger to go ahead and kill his brother. But my question, I guess, is when I said if there was no written word, because there was no written word during that time, if there was no Bible, if there was no Quran, if there was no book, are we, let me me say it in a way that makes more sense. Do you think we are capable of being able to, to do what is good and to do what is right? to to build that compass inside of ourselves that leads us toward goodness as opposed to evil. And Renee, you had said um that. So Keith, I'm gonna give you another opportunity to expound because I stopped you from at that moment and i I apologize for that, to expound on um what I just said. And then I'm gonna ask Al to give me his opinion and then Khadijah and then Lonnie. So so go ahead um Keith. Yeah, and- well-
4: well, I think we're I think we were saying the same thing, just saying it differently, because because Babble. because God God is God is God is God. Yeah. God is the almighty God is the all power. God, God is it's God's word. God God, right. Right. The word the word was with God. The word was God. So if we are part of God's spirit, then that word is already in us now. As a babe, we can't articulate it. We can't understand it, but we feel it when we when we connect with someone who was who, who a little more uh, deeper in thought and, and, and more spiritually along in their walk than we are. They explain that to us from a spiritual standpoint. It's the elders, be whoever that might be, and our families that explain that to us because. The way I understood it, your home is your first church. So, so you get it from you get it from home. So at that point, it doesn't matter to me what the president has to say. It doesn't matter to me what laws are put out here. I understand those laws are put out here and, and they are meant to do certain things structurally, like you need a red light at the corner of an intersection. Otherwise, folks are just running into each other all day long. You know what I mean? You need some laws out here that make sense. But when we're talking about body, when we're talking about men- mentality, spiritualness, God is the compass. All right. We, we, we have to be taught, you know, how to understand how to tap into that spirit in order to get the most out of it for ourselves. But God ultimately is the compass. Has nothing to do with the president. The president thing was just an example to to bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah but 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 I understand that, and, and I'm just saying, president, man, whoever you want to call it, as the worldly leader, they 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 are just a cog in the wheel. God is the is the compass.
2: Okay, Al. Yes. So, as your devil's advocate, I think I can can answer your question way simpler than all of you. If you look at the calendar, it says. A.D., which means after death, and B.C., before Christ. So if Christ is here, and this is A.D., and this is B.C., what did the caveman do prior to understanding there was this Bible and there was this religion that came out there? They had their own internal compass. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here with Internet, with cars, damn near about to fly from my living room and teleport over to Keith's house and hang out with him without having to physically walk there we are a forward moving species that's how we uh replicate ourselves and and continue this thing going so that we've been on this planet the amount of time we've been here and we continue to forwardly move this thing ahead uh if you think about it from that structure as i said up until jesus came along none of this was documented it was not written down okay Folks had something inside them. I used to always say that I believed in the goodness of man. And, and I heard of Renee, you know, she was going down that path. And then, you know, she said something that helped me think about what I was saying because I stopped believing in the goodness of man. And I believe that innately man is evil. That's who we are. Why do we go shoot up schools? Why do we? abuse people who don't have any say against us? Why do the leaders in power get so full of power, get drunk with power, and then do illicit things? Because I believe inherently we are bad. We we have a defective gene that makes us evil. Okay, And it's walking that straight line to try to stay good is where that struggle is for the, the average human being. Because The first thing about being bad, it's actually so much fun when you're the one doing the abusing as opposed to being abused. So you get a little taste of that and and you don't wanna be on the other side of that thing. So prior to that book coming along, man had to figure out why we were here. Because I think all of us have this burning desire to know why, why am I here? How did I get here? What's my mission in life? What was I supposed to do? So when you go back to uh, what Renee said about little kids, you take kids of different denominations. They are literally two years old. You throw them in the park and and let them have at it. They don't see color. They don't see uh, uniforms. They don't see the adults there. They see a bunch of their peers and they just gel together to make this thing happen. And I think that we have that kind of uh, gear inside of us as human beings. It's that forward moving gear. First, it's about what Keith said. It starts in the home. It's your own particular family. It's about protecting your own family. It's about learning the rules and the regulations of how your family functions. Then when you open that front door and you all move out the door, out the door as a family and hit the street, you gotta protect that family. You gotta keep that flank together. Then you find the next family on the block, then y'all bond, then the people across the street, then y'all bond. And then all of a sudden you start to replicate that thing. And we start to realize the, the sum needs all the parts to make this thing great because individually, we can't do it alone. We need us all together to move this thing forward. So now here comes Jesus and he lands on the planet. And now all this stuff gets written down and the people after Jesus now have this instruction manual, if you will, to, to frame their life because the innate problem that man has is we've always wanted to know why we here, who put us here, and if someone didn't put us here, are we so great in our own self that we did it ourselves, okay? I don't believe that I'm that great. Anytime I start smelling myself, and believe me, you know I think I'm great. Uh, you know, that EGO is strong in me. I, I don't have a problem admitting it, you know, because I think that I am really, really great. But anytime I start getting my feet off the ground and I start thinking I'm more than I am, I gotta take that step back. And I say this to myself all the time, the minute I think I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread, it can't be me. It's gotta be more than me. It's gotta be bigger than me. Because if I think I'm that great, then we would be in the stone age because I could have never achieved all these things that we've achieved over time. So I will pump the brakes and say, hey, there's more to me than just what is here. So I think man innately is that compass that feels inside You, you know that needle, when it swings from right to wrong, I think we do error to the side of wrong because as long as we can get away with it, we will get away with it. And when we can't get away with it, then we throw to me a couple of, okay, I'm sorry. All right, what's my punishment? You know, y'all ain't gonna throw the, the book at me. You know, there's not the cancel culture and y'all gonna just take me off the planet. That's how I feel about that, that statement.
0: Okay, um, Khadijah, I, I, I want you to answer, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna add something since Al said what he said. Do you think that if we look at the way Al and even Keith and even um, um, Brene um, spoke about that innate thing that we have inside of us, evil versus good, do you think that if if people were conscious of God all the time, there would be a difference in the way we conduct ourselves? Is it because there is no consciousness of God that we are not conscious of God at all times. And that is the reason why um, there can be so much evil in the world. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Do you think it is because there is a lack of God consciousness that evil still continues to persist in the world?
1: Okay, I'm sorry, I I gave you a hard one. No, 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 I was writing notes while he was talking. No, no, no. Right there, what you said is God's conscience. Yes, that's that's one of the reasons. But I just want to address a few things. The first thing is that the problem in society is that we don't know the purpose of life. People don't know really the purpose of life. It's in the books, though. Like um, Mr. Harvey said, sometimes the guidance is in the books. But before, like um, I was saying, I was agreeing with him 100%. And we're going to take it back for Jesus AD. Abraham was, a, the Abraham um, of the Abrahamic faith was always a verbal religion. It was never written down. So the book, the Torah, the which is the um the book of Moses, uh, the book of um the Psalms, they, the book of Psalms, uh the gospel of Jesus and stuff, these books was never really written down. That's why when Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi came, they end up they finally finding that the, the 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 books was written after the prophets had passed away and they start writing it down while he was alive so it could be corrected. So that being said, when people really realize the purpose of life, you may not need a, a direct document. Your guidance is the prophets. That's why God sent them. He sent Moses, John the Baptist, um, King Saul, um, all the prophets, Jesus, everybody as an example of what he how he wants you to worship him. So that so we didn't really need a written document until people, man. Because I haven't said men is evil, but men have a tendency to um, switch and start things and things in their own way. That's why I start. you have to start writing it down. But it was me- meant for our example, our guidance was the prophets. Our purpose of life is stated in all the um, verbal texts, to, before they start written down, that the only reason that we hear, the only reason, there's no other reason to worship him. That's it. And once people really realize all I got to do, everything that I do from working my job, cooking for my family, is to worship God. When you go in the kitchen, the sister said, miss me a lot. Thank God I'm, I'm cooking for the sake of God so my kids can be healthy to worship him later. Then You got a blessing for that. You go to work to pay your bills. You do them because God told a man to do that. So you worship. It's a form of worship. So when people realize my only purpose of life here on this earth, is to worship God and then figure out every day how you get up in the morning and figure out to worship God. No, you may not need a doctrine. You may not need a book unless you really are too lost. But then, like, like in Islam, we believe that God guides who he wants to guide. So he want to guide you. He's going to guide you regardless of a book. Some people, ain't remember, they couldn't read or write. So how was they guided? Because God chose to guide them. You know what I'm saying? You're looking for guidance from God. You're praying for guidance, and God will give you what you ask for. You got to really be careful what you ask for, because I asked for patience, and he put me in middle school. <laughs> I, I, that was the wrong thing to pray for, but okay. Yeah, but going back to what I was saying, <laughs> um, I totally believe that. And like, like Ms. Taylor said, we're born, she she was taking it right on the knot. we're born in submission to God. We're born that way. It's our parents and stuff that dictate and show us um, the doing what we call doing all this worldly world stuff and putting it before God. But we all born initially in our souls, in our spirits to worship him, to submit to his will. And, 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 that, and that's where um, I think we are missing it. And, and, and the badness that we do, um, and so you know, the badness we do is a blessing. Because once you know who your purpose of life is, Cause we may not perfect on purpose, so we can remember Him and repent every day. That's why we. That's why we. We do wrong. We are made once we realize, and it's not no like I said. No church. No church gonna. You go to church. To, help, to learn something to help you with your thing. You don't have to go to church to worship God. You should be able to go to worship God by helping the homeless or go and pay your bills and taking care of your family. Your first church starts at home. We taught in Islam, the women don't have to even go to church. The man need to go to the mosque, come back and teach a family first, right? So once we learn that, that our purpose of life is to worship God, everything else falls in place. And that's when we miss it even down doing the bad stuff because you know when you do something bad you're gonna run in and like okay let me let me um repent real quick let god forgive me oh my god i don't know what i was doing wrong lead me the right way and that's what it is so we could be in remind in remembrance of god and that's when people miss it like for instance a, a quick example that biting that biting is a major sin in islam it's a major sin. You're talking about your brother and sister to anybody and it has nothing to do what you. you have to do like mind your business but you're just talking about somebody else's business, that's called bat-biting. We did that in church. I was in church. We've been in, I mean, I heard a lot of stuff about sisters and this and that, but that wasn't my business. It had nothing to do with my worship, right? So that was bat-biting. And and, and, and they keep on it keep on going, and people start adding to it and adding to it. In Islam, like I, I I was trying to live the Bible, but Islam showed you how to cut that short. So in Islam, when you start backbiting, there's a sister that reminds you, you know that you, you're going to the hellfire, that you, you're going to vomit the, the person's, debris every time you backbite, right? So it stops you in your tracks. Everybody sins. That's what I'm saying. Everybody sins. And we we made to sin. So we can repent, right? So we go back to the purpose of life. Our guidance is the prophets. We don't need no other guidance. We don't need that pastor or this imam to tell me this and that. That's why I, I, one thing I do like about Islam, because I was listening to what I said about the church and that, and I went through that. Um, I can question my imam I could tell him to ask me where the proof of evidence of what you're talking about. He had to be able to show me in the Quran, in the Hadith, in the science books, of, of the proof of evidence that he got before I accept anything he said. So I, I like that part of it because I, I live, I live my life based on facts I like facts I like the black and white don't give me the gray area because I can't worship God in the gray area <laughs> I can't worship God in the gray area and that's where that's how I see it so yes we do need um the, um, the books we have the books now because man you know man gonna do what we're gonna do we're trying to sway it to our way like King James trying to sway stuff his way so he can get his divorces and stuff like that <laughs> you know in Islam you, you they don't change the text, thank God. That's why we, we taught in Islam to learn the Arabic, so we have the original, you know, um, the original translation, the original understanding before somebody else's understanding, because translations get t- tainted, you know? So, yeah, that, that's why I'm at with that. So I totally believe in the guidance. I think the prophets are the guidance. I do think that the books do help us at this day and time, but, um, and we have to be careful with that because anybody's interpretation will get you confused. Go to take them to the hellfire. That's why you have to ask for proof and evidence. When people start, even when in church, they start short, brother, I'm pastor, I gave you gave me those two lines. Where's the rest of it? Where's the meaning of that? Where's the history of that part? When was that revealed to Jesus? I need to know all the background before I accept what you're saying. And then we got to get to that point. And I, that's what I'm at I hope I ain't too. I'm sorry. No, you no, actually... No, that's, that's a, that's I just a gotta good say, point. That's
4: wow. a good point because, yeah. because yeah. A, good pastor, a, a, a good pastor will tell his, his uh, church family don't follow yourself. me. Follow Jesus. Read it for yourself. That verse is nothing more than the appetizer. You're supposed to go home to get the meal. Okay. Right, right. No, oh my gosh, I'm, yeah. I'm
3: saying
1: yes, yes, he's so right. and That's what we missing. That's exactly no, what we missing.
3: But I love what you said, just revisiting the fact that, well, first off, God says he wants us to have a childlike spirit, right? So like you say, children are just children, right? They don't know right or wrong yet. They don't know good, bad. But I love that you brought it back to like, If we just know that the purpose is to to be here to worship him. Wow, that simplifies it for me. I mean, we really have to think about that. Like you said, everything that we do is an act of worship. And, And I also like that you said, you talked about how we, when we do wrong, a lot of times we, we we have to do wrong, right? Because we're gonna we're gonna trip, we're gonna make mistakes. But it also reminds us that we need Him because if everything was going right, then we wouldn't feel like we needed somebody. Because how many people in the world, right, that are doing really really well, they think they they got that on their own account, right? And it's only when they lose it at all, they're like, "Oh Lord, help me, Jesus." And we're like, "Look at them! Like, Look, I didn't, I thought you said you didn't even know Him. I thought you was the atheist." And then they would be calling out for <laughs> Jesus' name, like they knew Him all along. It is hilarious, right? But it's like, oh, but well, where was you when you, were, uh, you know, when you
4: appear? But facts. oh, that was so good, so good. Facts. back. <laughs> that, that is right, there, but that's right you know, there in the Bible too, right? Yes, Seek God first. Seek God first, and yeah. you know, yeah, everything silly. else will be given unto you. But
1: to, to come back to her, that's why that's why people kill me when they say our, our religions are different. And they're not. That's why Islam did that. They said exactly what you said. that okay. God said, Christianity, i leaving to your own nafts to pray to me. And when you're doing good, you forget. You forget. You jump into Mercedes and all that. <laughs> so in Islam, he said, okay, since y'all forgot, let me put it this way. You got to pray five times a day, whether you're rich or not. You're going to remember yeah. me regardless. How you rich, poor, whatever? You're going to remember me. I'm tired of letting y'all figure out how to remember yourself. But like I said, everybody's not like you guys. Everybody got God conscious like to remind remember God. So that's why he put Islam in place to help you live that. So let, since you're not yeah, gonna like pray this five times, yeah, you're not gonna pray to me five times when you get up in the morning, when you eat breakfast, when you eat lunch, go to um dinner and before you go to bed, because you're not gonna remember me. I'm gonna force you to. And that's and that's why I I took that path because <laughs> I need to remind you too. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's real. What's that's, wrong real. With that? that's real. That's real.
0: All right. So God consciousness. I often, I often want to talk about God consciousness, but it seems like every time I bring it up, people look at me with a blank stare and they don't know what I'm talking about. When I say God conscious, do you know what I'm talking about? Tell us, cause I want to write it down. No, I, I want, I want, I want you to, to tell me what you think I'm talking about. Let's start with you, Mr. Uh, Lonnie Jones. I didn't hear from you the last time.
5: I can't begin to think about what you're thinking in your head.
0: No, I want you to tell know. me what you think when I, I say think. when I say God consciousness. What comes to your mind? What do you think? Well, the
5: first thing the first thing I would come to my mind is what I, I would have to in order to answer that I have, I have to answer with a question. Please define what do you mean by God consciousness? I
0: don't want to define it.
5: But, see, that's, but that's that's the whole
0: point. I don't want if
5: But you want me to explain What do you
0: think it is? I'm not I'm not asking you to to talk about what my definition of God consciousness is. I, I want you to tell me if I say what is God consciousness, what does that mean to you?
5: you? But you can't you 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 can't say what is God conscious because then I would ha- again I have to ask the question. Do you, if you ask me the question. Next this,
3: person, Dr. Caroline.
5: Now if you ask me this question. <laughs> what is, do you know what God's conscious means? Consciousness, what does that mean? Do you have an idea of what that means? She I, knows.
0: I, she wants to know what I, you think.
5: That, that, I, <laughs> I got that. I, I, I got that. All right,
0: well, I answer the question the way
5: you just presented it then. Okay, that, right. Yeah. That, yeah, I had to put it in a way that for me to answer towards you. When, 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 I, when I hear the term God, and then you talk about consciousness, then the word consciousness meaning something that's, that's, that's within the essence of your mind and then your understanding. So God consciousness to me is that I am conscious of the availability and the belief and the understanding that the term God does exist and God is real. So for me it's in it's innate in my consciousness I'm not unconscious of not knowing that God exists I am also conscious in knowing that God exists that I don't know all that there is to know about God and that's why I continue to reach out to learn to increase my knowledge and understanding of God and God's interaction with his creation on this earth would meaning all creation, especially human beings. So for me and my consciousness, when I think of God, when you say God, I think of this the spiritual entity that is the surveyor, that is the creator of all life that exists before, now, and forever. So that's God consciousness for me, that he's real, that he lives um, not only among us, but lives in us, and through us, and, and how does he live in us and through us, through the teachings and understanding of Jesus the Christ, and through the presence of the Holy Spirit that's left to be our comforter after, after the fact, being sure that we're always in a connectional perspective. And by me understanding that, I'm always going to be within the consciousness and in my conscious of believing, accepting, and knowing that God's lived. Yeah. And then with that, no one can take that away from me because it's it is part of who I am. So you can say, well, I don't believe in God. Well, then all I can look at you and say, well, then I will pray for you. That's all I can do is pray that God will have mercy upon you and bring you understanding. because you whatever you say, you cannot, remove from me my foundation my understanding my consciousness of the faith and the belief i have and 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 a god and how god exists can't you just can't so it's like and, okay. and 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 unless it's impossible to know all that there is god because the 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 amount of wisdom um, even though Solomon was considered being the, the the wisest man on 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 planet, he was the wisest man on earth, but not the wisest. Existent God is still that all wise, all knowing, all understanding, and we can't we can't comprehend that. That's beyond our comprehension. Okay,
0: um, don't overthink this, guys. You're overthinking this, uh, Renee, uh, When I say. What is God conscious to you or okay. what do you think I mean by God? God. Conscious. Okay.
3: Well, I like, I like that. He did. He actually did get my wheels turning in terms of what that is when you break it down, God creator, something higher, something greater than myself. Right. Um, that I can't see or, or I can't touch, but just knowing that he's there. Right. And then the conscience part is the awareness. So to me, God conscience is the knowledge of God the, the knowing of, of God, knowing, knowing of a creator or something higher than yourself and, and having awareness of that. That's my short answer. Okay.
0: Keith, what's your short answer?
4: My short answer is knowing just like, uh, Renee said, knowing that there's, there is something out here much higher than myself. There, because I, because I I, I, I didn't, I know I didn't come from an ape. I know that for a fact. I didn't come from an ape, but whatever it is, and whoever it is, I came from. Con- God consciousness for me is my desire to connect to that, so that that can lead me down the path that it intended for me to go. That's it. Okay,
0: Al Jones, do you have a God consciousness?
2: Uh, Not particularly, but when you say those words to me, it's just the thought process of uh, knowing what you know about, uh, you know, your perception of what God is. And so when you say God's conscience to me, it's what I perceive God to be. And the fact that, you know, just what all knowing, all powerful, all seeing, that would be the conscience of God. Like I have a conscience, that would be God's conscience in my opinion.
1: Okay, Khadijah? God conscious to me means to um, just to be aware that there's a higher power than you, that there is something that's in control of everything that you do, and that you have to answer for something eventually. So to me, that's God conscious. Like the brother Harvey said, I like brother Harvey. <laughs> brother Harvey said, "We ain't come from no AIDS, because the Bible tells you ain't come from no AIDS. He told you how man came. So that, you know, like you, once you understand how man came, like people look look at the see the word." I'm gonna just say this: the word religion kind of puts us in a, um, a little box. When you say way of life, and these are the textbooks that we have to read, then it makes it a little bit better to understand that God consciousness means that we're trying our best to 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 to, to worship the higher power based on our understanding and our studies, our constant studies of who He is, right? Because we're gonna be learning for our rest of our life. When we say books, everybody says, "Okay, you 12th grade, you finish a book." We don't finish until we die. The Bible tells you that you study from the cradle to the grave. So long as you're studying every day to improve yourself for God, that's how you stay conscious that he's a, He's there, that he sees all that you're doing. Um, I'm, I love when y'all keep saying that God's the all-see-all-knowing. In Islam, we have a thing called 99 attributes where we say God's the all-knowing, God's the best of judges, God's the best of witnesses, God's the most merciful, God's the most gracious. All that is is an attribute to him. And that makes us conscious that we have something else that we have to answer to, regardless of what title you want to put yourself on, right? All of us on Judgment Day, when we stand here all together and, and crying and hoping that God was us in heaven, ain't nobody going to say here, oh, I'm Christian, I'm Muslim. Ain't nobody going to say that. Like, God, look, I tried to do everything I did. Here's my scale. Please weigh it heavy on this side. Show your mercy on me and let me in. That's you know, that one, That's that's where I'm at with it. I,
2: know. I, I ain't getting in, so y'all pray for me
1: man don't so say that. Thinking oh my about God. that we all getting it. We're all getting it. <laughs> right. right.
3: You right. know what?
4: Let me
0: say
1: oh, this. Let me say is like, like I, help I, me Jesus. I'm like, I, I, I'm just not good mm, enough. Let, let like, me tell you how all, God, let down. me tell you how we don't know God's mercy or graciousness or anything like that. Let me tell you how we don't. There's a um thing we call hadith, and hadith is authentic statements that the um people write down that the prophets said before they passed away. They write it down right there on the spot. So we'll be Interpreted by somebody else putting their two cents in. Anyway, there was a prostitute. A prostitute, Now You know, what's the worst at the bottom of the barrel? That, that's the, the longest, you know, longest way of um, sin that you can find from the beginning of time, right? It was a prostitute. But she accepted the oneness of God. She believed there was one God. She believed that she would try her hardest to repent. And one day during her time to repent, there was a dog that was hungry, thirsty. She took her wardrobe filled it up with water, and fed the dog. You know she died and went to heaven? So we mm-hmm. don't know God's mercy. We don't know what you may do uh, in your life, that you, that one little thing you did, and we sitting there talking about, well, I got this all done, I went to church, I went, <laughs> I did it, and it's that one little thing that you walking into heaven, and we all be like, take us with you.
4: We see grace and mercy every day by the simple every thing day, that we wake I up. Try. Look, that, grace, I, I, grace, I grace is getting grace is getting what you don't deserve, and mercy is, is you not getting what you do deserve. Right, right. We right. don't we don't deserve to be awake. We don't deserve yeah, to see right. the next day. So we get grace I didn't and mercy. We get grace mm-hmm. and mercy every day. every day. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. Yes.
0: So so guys, there was no right or wrong answer to that question. There was it wasn't a trick question. It was no right or wrong answer to that question, there was, you guys got all nervous for no reason. Um, but um, I asked the question is because one of the things that um, we talked about was evil versus good and stuff like that. And um, I had a thought in my mind that if, if you, um, if you were conscious of something, um, the majority of your time, you're conscious of something, I think it, it shapes it shapes your life, it shapes what you do in your life. Um, let's let's take you out. You, I would say that you are music conscious. And what I mean by that is that music is on your mind all the time. Every conversation we have, music is introduced into it. You can't have a conversation with me without referencing some kind of musical something. That tells me that Al Jones is music conscious. You, you understand what I'm saying? You got. Yeah. Um, so I use I use that as an example because that on this podcast is the clearest example that I can make. And same with you, Lonnie. When it comes to your martial arts, um, you are martial arts conscious because everything that you do and understand. It's about martial arts, right? That's you, you have a love for it. Al has a love for music, which makes him conscious of it all the time. When I say God conscious, it's be I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking that I have such a love for God, or there is such a love for God that he is on my conscious mind 24/7. From the day I wake up, as Mr. Harvey said, from the moment I open my eyes and wake up, the first thing I think about is, being thankful to God for waking me up. That was a gift that I woke up and my eyes are open. I don't think about Al. I don't think about my kids. The first thing I think about is the fact that God woke me up and throughout the day it's the same thing. And when I lay my head down at night, the the last thing I think about is how God brought me through the entire day and he's going to keep me through the night. So when I talk about God consciousness, I'm talking about, um, an understanding and an awareness that God is continually and constantly in your surrounding area at all times. There is never a time like David said that God's praises will forever be on his lips, right? Um, we know that that David is referred to in the Bible as being the apple of God's eye. Why? Not because why? Because David is a good guy and he's never done anything wrong. You think that's the reason?
4: Do you? Absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not. History has shown us that that's not the reason, right?
4: Yeah, David was a murderer. David was an adulterer. But David so- but David was still after a man after God's own heart because David knew how to repent.
0: Thank you, Harvey. Thank you. It's not a matter of I've done this or I've done that. I'm a good person. Um, so that's the reason why I never do anything wrong. It's not about any of that. And, and, and that is what I want to say. You could, you could still be 100% and totally conscious of God at all times and still do something wrong as David has shown us. Right. Um, Brene, what did you say? I'm still praying and asking God to help me stop using profanity. I can I'm, relate. I'm to right that. there
4: with you, Vene.
0: That's what I said. I can relate to that. You, you know what <laughs> right I'm there saying? With you. you said
3: the PC answer, cousin.
0: <laughs> right. I know that. But some. But, but, but listen. But listen, aren't we both Harvey, Verne? Someone would hear us cuss and say we are sinners. We don't know God. We're gonna. You you understand what I'm saying? Because they only see Please. the outward.
3: Or they, they say like yeah, w, they don't they
0: see say, the inward. Oh, word. <laughs> right, 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 right. They don't say, "Oh, Harvey ain't but really just, a Christian," because I just like... heard him cuss. You, you understand what I'm saying? When Everyone sees the, the outward. Cussing. They don't see the N mm-hmm. They don't see mm-hmm. the the constant, um, the the constant God working on you 24 hours a day because you are conscious of, oh, I just did this or I just did that, um, or I need to get better. Khadija, what did you say? I pray for patience. He put me in a middle school. (laughs) You you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) So it is consciously, you are totally 100% conscious that God exists. He is around me 24 seven. He's the reason why I wake up in the morning. He's the reason why I've gotten through the day. So being God conscious to me, is just simply having an understanding that I may not be perfect, but I know all I got to do is say, God, forgive me. God, help me. Um, please take this away or whatever the case may be. To not be God conscious is, and this is where Al talks about the evil in the world, to not be God conscious is to literally not think about God at all in anything that you're doing. I'm going to kill this person because uh, I, I God's never in the mix. I'm not worried about God's going to strike me dead because I'm not thinking about God at all. They're going to
4: say, God, please don't let me get caught.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But they're not thinking about God in that moment. You you understand what I'm saying? So that was my only reference to being God conscious and not being God conscious. I'm not music conscious. I like music. And when I hear something nice that I like to hear on the radio, I'm going to sing or whatever. But I don't think about music 24-7. I don't think about music at all unless a good song come on that I want to sing. You understand what I'm saying? That's why I made the reference about Al being music conscious. And you you understand everything about Al's life is music related. Every story, everything he says, everything he does has a musical reference to it. You You follow what I'm saying? So with that said, I'm going to ask us all, maybe except for Al Jones, because he's already determined that he's not in that same um, branch that we are in, but that you make an honest attempt to be God conscious, to think about God all the time, to think about him when you wake up in the morning, think about throughout the day, think about at night, think about when you're sleeping, because when you become God conscious, it's going to be that much more easier for you to be able to Repent, as Mr. Harvey said, because it is, we need to repent when we do things wrong. We're going to be so much easier for us to do that. Um, a perfect example is David as well. When when um, Nathan brought up and reminded him of the big sin that he did when he had um, um, Bathsheba's husband killed. And it wasn't that David was caught that made him go into a rage or get sorrowful. What was the words that he said? that he sinned against God. It was in that moment that he realized that he sinned against God. Sinning against God was the most devastating thing that David could ever do to sin against God, not to sin against himself or to sin against you, but to sin against God, right? So I think that if we can somehow become God conscious, meaning we think about God as much as we think about everything else in our life. I believe that it will make a big difference in the way we govern our entire life. You don't have to agree with me,
1: but that's just my beliefs. Khadija. Yeah, I just wanna um, make one comment. Um, yeah, that, that's the catch where um, I was going with the purpose of life. Once she has the purpose of life, he went out doing music, he could turn around and make that a worship. You know, just by saying yeah. I'm getting up every morning, my music is giving me the money to take care of my family. Yep. this just what God told me to do in the Bible to take care of my family, right? So they could become a worship. Um, I just want to make a note that everybody on this panel understand this. Um, the devil is not the God's enemy. There's no way because look at Job. Job gave you an example. He had to ask permission to, you know, the devil had to ask permission to touch Job in all kinds of things. He's our direct enemy. He sat here and and, and sat here and sleeps doesn't sleep. At all 24 hours, he's trying to figure out before you wake up how he can he, he can start your life on a messed up um direction. That's why we have to pray when we get up in the morning. Thank God that we up in the morning and that we could fix that day to, to make God happy for it, please with God that day. But just understand that the devil is not God's enemy. There's no there's no God because God is one, He's the only one, you know, He's He's the supreme being, He's the one that's in control. Like I said in the book of Job, they had to ask you know, the devil had to ask permission to touch Job. He's our direct enemy, so he's sitting here and said, "Okay, let me divide Abraham's faith. Let me tell him. Let me give him this." Oh well, Islam is a little bit different here, and Christianity. Well, we're not different at all. You know what I'm saying? So he, he does that on purpose, and that, and he he don't sleep. He's he, while we sleep, and he's still working. That's why I always tell my friends. I said, "We we part-time worshipers. He's a he he he's he's while we sleep, he's trying to contemplate how to destroy our day the next day. You know what I'm saying? And, and I refuse to let him win." I refuse. I refuse. I said, I got my shields. I got my garment on. And um, in Islam and in Christianity and in Judaism, our garment is prayer. As long as we pray. And I'm doing this music before he go in his music. I'm going to pray. I'm doing this for the sake of a Do a quick prayer and start doing his music. Then he got his armor on. You know what I'm saying? When he Before he goes into the club or to the band, like, do, I'm going to pray before I walk in this. I used to think that was crazy. I had a, um, somebody I know that used to do drugs real bad. He said, I used to pray before I go to the crack house. I said, hey, you, go the crack house. you know, like, he said he had his armors on because he knew he was weak. But he knew God would protect him because he, he believed that God would protect him. He believed that. You know what I'm saying? So he prayed before he went in the clouds. He had his armor on. So as long as we have our armor on, as long as we can have discussions like this, open discussion, and see what the similarities is, instead of trying to figure out the little bit of um difference, just really not that much difference to be honest with you. But to sit here and try to figure out the little differences, we we will win. Like right now, he's probably mad. So when y'all go to sleep, make sure you're <laughs> He's going to be mad with us in the morning. He's like, what are They don't got all the commonalities.
5: so funny.
1: I like that. good
5: one. I like that one. Yeah, he, yeah, he pray pissed pray. off right now. Right now, he oh, yeah. mad. Oh,
1: yeah. He mad. Angels oh. sending, writing notes down. Like, but little, little people, he's like, oh, man. I need them. And he got to have brothers on there, too. <laughs> you know, always in the yeah train. i had to
3: start praying when i woke up because in our dreams or just in our sleep we can be attacked and so now i even have to pray and be careful and speak to you know what was what was from you god and what was it yes just let me rebuke yeah. what wasn't because that's another time because again when we talk about consciousness we, we don't gotta get so deep but you know what i'm saying yep. when you think mm-hmm. when you think about that the subconscious that's is, right. is really powerful right. too. So that's a whole other that's a whole nother panel discussion. <laughs>
0: no, but that's that's absolutely right, Brene. That is absolutely right. All right, Harvey, like last words. Say, I just want to say oh, one, I'm one, sorry, our last one. words. Yeah, yeah. Just
2: because Khadijah referenced it and I love that. So sometimes with the band, before we would perform, you know, I would gather the group together. It would be me, right? This guy. I would gather the group and we would join hands. And believe it or not, we would have a prayer. My uh-huh. best prayer is Muslim. Okay, so here you got you know you got the heathen over here, you got the Muslim, and the rest of my girls were uh, seem to have a little bit of Christian background. But we what I what I understood, I'm not going to speak for them. Let me speak from my perspective. What I understood is in the power of what that ritual means to people when you're trying to do a collective effort. And uh, you know, quiet as this cap, I played drums in Lonnie's jazz band. And I remember us praying a few times before we went out, just to hold hands and you know, hey, just so we can go out here and make a joyful noise. You know, let's get that that spirit over the top of us, so we can go out there and do what we need to do. And so, you know, inside of this this dissidence that I have, see, so you honest, got a God conscious. You're so not clean. You said, so down. when you said to me, all of you folks will get the God conscious. I I, I tell people all the time. I have several Bibles at my disposal because in my humble opinion, it is the greatest story ever written in history. And it's a story that of all the books in history, man can't let it go. This book is just keeps, it just keeps going. It's always the number one bestseller. Anything that has that kind of power, I need to read enough of it so I can understand it and talk about it intelligently. Maybe if I don't absorb it and feel it deeply inside me, I need to know. So when you talk about these stories, these are not foreign mm-hmm. concepts to me. I understand these stories. I love David. David's one you of my favorite Joseph is <laughs> my man, you know, because he was the young one and he superseded his brothers. I, I love all these stories because to me, these are stories you can take throughout your life. And as you're speaking and ministering to other folks, you know, you got to meet them at common ground. And if you can talk
4: that language, you can get them in the door with you. Indeed, okay. indeed brother. Cold, coldest book out there. Because it's got everything in it. Sex, murder, money.
2: money yes, deceit,
4: <laughs> redemption, yes. you know, salvation. It's it's all in, it's all in there, you know, I'm, and, I'm, and, and and the way like, like uh sister Khadija said, basic instructions before leaving earth. So from from Genesis to Revelation, here's all the little nuggets in here that you need to to use to to navigate through this thing that we that we call life and that we call, uh, um, you know, the, the planet Earth. You know, it's, it's, it's that that's what I've learned. And 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 by being by being in in the Islamic world, being in the, the Christian world, studying for your own self to show yourself approved, a good book. I read, um, from Babylon to Timbuktu. I got it. I read it. Great, great it. book. Yep. Great book. Because that, that book simplifies a lot of, a lot of this. Cause I, I used to think, you know, coming up, like I said, always searching, trying to figure out my way, trying to find the truth. All right. So what's the big difference between Christianity and, and Islam to a certain degree, outside of language, there is no difference because Christianity has many branches and so does Islam, right? Like you said, you you aren't a nation of Islam, but you're Sunni Muslim, right? You got Catholics, Protestants, Baptists, African Methodists, Episcopalians. Yeah, so so each religion has many factions, right? And they branch off based on certain... um, Uh, differences within the belief that makes them go this way as opposed to the other way. But ultimately, like uh, like Brother Lonnie has said, all paths still lead to the Creator. What path we choose doesn't really matter, because at the end of the day, I think if we stand before him, we're just going to be we're going to be judged based on how well did we live what he asked us to to live, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that that that's especially really, according and,
1: to your book that you that you claiming that that that's the biggest thing. That's what I tell you. You claiming a Bible, right? You forget you don't have to call yourself a Christian. Now, some of you ain't got no Christian. You say, well, I'm I'm reading the Bible, and and so you, you so you're gonna be judged on that. So I say you're gonna open the Bible, say, but this says this and this, and you didn't do this. This says this, and this and you didn't do this, and, or, mm-hmm. or this said this, and this and you did the best you can. It, it depends on the book. So I totally agree with that.
4: Yeah. I mean, Jesus, I mean, the way I understand it, Jesus basically came along and tried to simplify everything. Cause in the old Testament, the old Testament it was nothing but laws. And yeah. in the old Testament, God would scare you to death. Yeah. We couldn't live Because Because no you screw up, you're done. Yeah. You're yeah, struck dead right, right away. Mm. If you don't have no cows or no goats or no sheep to put up on the altar and get some blood going and some burnt offerings up in the air, Mm. You done. Mm. You screwed up. You're dead. Christ comes along and says, no, nah, we ain't got to do all that. Mm-hmm. Too many laws, too many rules. You know, Just a lot, lot of people don't
1: know that in the Quran, the prophet Muhammad so is not even mentioned. The, verse, the most prophets that's mentioned in the Quran is Moses and Jesus. Jesus, mm-hmm. Mm, they, and if mm. somebody just took it up and read it, because I, I get a lot of the ignorance, I'm like, "Oh man, did you read the book before you start talking?" <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's a lot of that. And Jesus says a lot of things that a lot of people are just not doing. They just, you know, they they they, you know, like well, the one thing I used to confuse me with the church. The only thing that really confused me is when the pastor would say, "Um, Jesus died for your sins." And I was thinking, "Why are we having judgment day? Why are we having revelation? Then I need to go do what I need to do." And I, a lot of people. Don't know how to. because the pastors don't know how to explain it deeper. Like, all right, yeah, he died for your sins, so you have a chance <laughs> to go to heaven. Like, then you can't keep doing wrong because he died for your sins and think that your sins is already, you know, he's straight. You know, and that that bothered me. That was one thing that used to bother me. It's the only thing that bothered me. Everything else, um, it's the same. It's all the same thing. that's what's frustrating. It's just yeah I,
4: I i heard a, I heard a great sermon that that will always resonate with me and it was it was um labeled the crowd within a crowd and 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 um it was spoken right around um easter sunday from the from the scripture talking about jesus coming to town on the donkey and the, and the masses of people that were coming out there and when you break it down you have folks that were coming because they heard of this messiah and then you have people that were come in because they heard Lazarus had been raised from the dead. So they wanted to see if he was really alive. Then you also have people that will come in there most likely just for the sake of being part of the crowd for whatever the reasons might be. Then you take that and you move that into today's world. Mm-hmm. People come to church for any number of reasons. Yeah. You have people who come to church simply because they want to be seen. They're the ones who have to, they got, they drive the latest car. They wear all of the latest clothing. They wear all of the expensive jewelry, uh, handbags, whatever the case might be. They want to be seen. Uh, You have folks that come there because they come for all of the gossip. They come to, to, to get into each other's business and so on and so forth. You got people who come there strictly for networking purposes. Then you have, you have people who come there because they really want to hear the word and they want to know how to apply it to their life so that they can get through the day and get through the week. Yeah, that's and they pay it. They pay attention to not just the verse, but they pay attention to being advised to go home and read for themselves in order to show themselves approved. Mm-hmm. So there's always the crowd within the crowd and you have to ask yourself the question, what are you there for? There's there's also and, another and and, 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 and and the moment the moment you do that you walk through the door with the clarity. I don't have time to hear so and so's story. I'm not <laughs> yeah. interested in so and so's new car or their shoes. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a nice suit. have a nice day. Yeah. I don't care who it is that's sitting in what they think is their favorite seat. I can go sit in the corner. I can sit in the back. I don't have to sit up front. I just want to hear what this person has to say and how does what they say. Apply. Make. How? How is that applicable to my life for for today and for this week? So let me take that. Go home, read around that verse so I get the full context of it. Apply yeah. it to my life and then go do what I'm supposed to do. Yes, yes. And that's, that's how, it. That's, that's it. That's it. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. It's, it's things not things difficult.
1: No. It Men make things complicated. We make things complicated. We add the extra. Stuff in it. Just, that's that's exactly what that's exactly what I do. I go to Juma on Friday. I hear what the um, the email has to say. I go back home. I get my books out because I got the Torah. I keep my Bibles. I got I got my study Bible and stuff, and I read and figure out how to make sure that I can wake up every morning to please God. And that's it. Because I know what the purpose of life is. It's to worship God. I ain't nothing else. I ain't
4: mm-hmm. go the mm-hmm. Get past all that other crazy stuff. I mean, <laughs> if, if a church is a true church, you know, if if, if a temple is a true temple. It should be full of sick people. Because we're there to get well. It should be full of sick people.
1: That's true.
4: Je- Jesus said he didn't come for the He didn't come for those that thought they knew it all. <laughs> no, he came for the lost. Yes. He, he came for the lost. You know what I mean? There, there, there was a reason why, you know, in one of the stories, you got this, this Pharisee who's standing there at the at the altar praying and talking about. Waxing poetically about all the money he gave and what he does and this, that, and the third, and and the whole nine, and then you have a tax collector that simply says, "Lord, forgive me, I'm a sinner." Yes. And who's, whose prayer whose prayer meant most? Whose prayer made it to heaven? Who's the one that was going to be blessed? It was going to be the tax collector, not the Pharisee, because mm-hmm. the tax collector was 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 talking from the heart, sincerity of the heart. That's that we stress sincerity.
1: Islam, sincerity of the heart and your intentions. Whatever your you attention, know? like you said, your intentions when you go to church, what's your intention? God bless you for your attention, your true intentions. And on Judgment Day, you can't try to finagle, well, God went to church, God know your intentions. You you didn't go to church with me. You, yeah. <laughs> you went to mean, if if, if any If
4: anything, you go there to hopefully connect with like minds,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. going to
4: help you, that's going to help you Fellowship. get a higher understanding in your walk, you're gonna go from drinking spiritual milk to to eating spiritual food, but um, you know that that should be your goal. Cause me and God had to understand. I ain't coming into your house until I got my mind right enough to be in there. Because yeah. if I come in there right now, I'm gonna be a fox in a hen house. I ain't there for no other reason but skirts.
1: Okay. Uh, but that's uh, and, and, and so oh, that's and so I, I and so
4: i stayed out okay. for the longest okay i stayed out for the longest because <laughs> i'm gonna be true i'm being true to myself i'm not walking through that door of phony you know i'm not walking through that real door talk. i'm not walking through that it is door real unless, talk. unless I'm ready to put in work yes you know right, what I mean yes, if I'm not ready to come in there and put in work i don't need to be in there because I'm only going to be showing up on sunday putting my 20 in the plate or tapping the plate and then walking back out and then the rest of the week i'm just doing what i want to do so i'm, <laughs> I'm being phony all the way around so wait, wait, so it's like until i'm ready to say I put a a dollar in and take change out <laughs> so so until until i'm really ready to be in there and be about the business i got no business being in there so causes, we, we is, circle back to
0: what our topic was worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be
1: in the right spirit. I want to say I want to say one thing. It starts when you say spirit and truth in worship. I wanted to add this one piece. It starts with the heart. Then it comes out on your tongue and then it shows in you your limbs. And that's how you can know with somebody's, you try, I try to be around people that striving. My Christian brother and sisters. I have a, my little Jewish friend. He, he does Ramadan with me. He did, you know, fast and stuff with me. I try to be with people that striving, and we all on the same page to try to worship God. Cause like mm-hmm. I said, it starts in your heart. It comes out on your tongue, what you say, and it shows in your actions. And that's what the people I try to be around. I Brother Harvey, are you other man?
4: <laughs> now you you you're the real uh, deal, Sister You're the real deal. You're the real deal. Yeah, but but because, because what we, well, you figure if you go in there, you're going in there, whether whether you're going to the temple or you're going into a, a church, you're going in there to be changed. Right. Yes. And and so so like earlier I had I had mentioned, you know, God is spirit and we were made in his image. So we're spirit and not body and soul. And it's like body, soul, spirit. Um, I heard this analogy and, and that also resonated with me. Um, you could take body, soul, spirit, and liken that to your cell phone. Okay. You have you have hardware, you have software, and you have your operating system. Mm. Right? Your hardware is your body, yeah. your software is your soul, the operating system is your spirit. You have to get your spirit updated in order for your soul to do what it needs to do so that your body, your body outwardly does it.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
4: yes, You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So if we look at ourselves the other way around as being spirits housed in bodies and not bodies housed in spirits, it kind of makes things, you know, a little more simple to digest and then, and, and, and see how you move forward. I need my, I need my operating system updated. Yeah, I need to be ready. plugged in the right way so that my soul feels the right way so then I outwardly do what the operating system says I'm supposed to do. Yeah, and that's As when a, you get
1: fed by knowledge, and that's why I say everybody needs to study. A lot of people don't. They just I'm going to just go by their own thoughts. And, and remember, we we not go by our own thoughts. Our thoughts are supposed to be about God. It's, it's all about God. It's all about Him. once people realize what this whole thing is on this earth to worship i tell everybody uh, when i talk to youth i said this is like school you have your elementary you know you're introduced to something you have the high school and college and so you figure out where your career is going to be it's going to be in hell or it's going to be in heaven that's what you got to figure out hmm. so you're in school right now and your school and for the rest of your life till you die and whether your diploma is to hellfire or heaven is your choice you know and that's how i look at it but yeah this, this is a great conversation
0: Well, I'm I'm so glad that you guys are having a great conversation because I'm going to say I hope that you all have gotten something from this. We are done with this portion of uh, my year-long series on religion. Um, I'm coming back again um, in January, beginning in January. I have a co-host, actually. Brother Lonnie is my co-host. And um, I'll be starting a new series entitled The Power of Words. Again, I always have a theme in mind because I always want to bring something to the forefront. What I'm trying to bring to the forefront in my series is we have to be mindful of the way we talk. We have to really, we talked about intentions, right? We have to be intentional about our speech because out of our mouth comes life and out of our mouth comes death. And a lot of us curse ourselves by the words we say. And so this series is going to really, really bring us to an understanding of how we should put words together. And can we really have what we say? Do you believe that? That's what scripture said, right? That you can have what you say. So what are we saying? And how are we putting the right words together? what are we what are we doing to to bring about the kind of life that we want to have? Are we saying the right things? Are we saying the wrong things? Are we cursing ourselves before we have an opportunity to to receive the blessing? Do we not know the right words that we need to say? And what does that consist of prayer? it can it consists of right mindset to have a right conversation right. So we're going to explore that um, beginning in January, and that's going to take us all the way through to May, and then we'll start a new topic from June to December, but I hope you all will at least listen and participate, and let me know what you think. Yeah, yeah, that's a yes, that's a no, that's a yes. <laughs>
1: yes is always been a problem. No problem.
0: Okay. <laughs> so I want to I, I wanna thank you all for staying for the distance. Thank you for coming back as you promised. Thank you for this conversation, which I think was amazing. All of you are amazing. So thank you very much. This is Dr. Caroline Thea Jones, and you have been listening to Real Talk with Real People, A Candid Conversation with Me. See you soon. Love you all. Bye.